Baltimore Ravens breakout star Lamar Jackson had a great year, and now he attributes his healthy perspective on it to God. We'll let you hear his comments. Also, Christian leaders are speaking out after President Trump told a crowd that the deceased husband of a political opponent might be in hell. We'll give you some context for the controversial comments. And we got our first look at the new action blockbuster from Christopher Nolan. I am excited about this one. Stick around. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, Jesse. How are you? Good, man. Well, hey, listen, I am a big NFL fan, as mm-hmm. as you know. You know, I'm, I'm, I watch Red Zone all day, every <laughs> Sunday. And one thing I've noticed, uh, Red Zone is the channel where you see every touchdown of every game. And if you've watched Red Zone this year, you've seen a lot of Lamar Jackson because he's been in the end zone a lot. Tyler, for listeners that aren't uh, uh, familiar with the with Lamar, who's having a breakout season for the for the Baltimore Ravens, tell 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 him, give him a little context for for the year he's had. Okay, so this is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, this the story actually happened on Wednesday when Lamar Jackson was fielding some questions from this really adoring crowd of reporters. They're obviously really enjoying the opportunity to interview sort of the the breakout star of 2019 here. Um, Jackson had just been selected for the Pro Bowl. Uh, one reporter asked him what keeps him humble, and Jackson said, "The Lord." He said, "I give him all the praise, the glory, the honor." I could could have been doing anything you know it's crazy i've been talking to him about it just saying i appreciate you i thank you here's a clip of that exchange because you feel like you're bigger than the lord that's when all that success die it go away you know you got to let him know like he the reason he did, like you having that much that much success so i appreciate that from him and i got my family around my teammates great teammates coaching staff we just got to keep it going and let the lord know he's no more well, and, and th- those are powerful words, humble words, and Jackson mm-hmm. has had quite a year. I mean, that's an understatement. I mean, I was a big, you know, the I know he's controversial, but uh, he was one of my all-time favorite players. Michael Vick is from the area where I'm from, so I and he played at Virginia Tech, uh, mm-hmm. another local school here. He played high school football from around here, so I followed his career uh, pretty closely. And up, you know, up to now, he had been the leading rushing and passing quarterback. Uh, but Lamar Jackson actually broke some serious records, including some held by uh, Michael Vick. Tell us, tell us about the year he's had. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he broke uh, Vic's single-season record for rushing yards by a quarterback this year. He also won AFC Player of the Week five times. That ties a record held by Tom Brady and Cam Newton, uh, and he could still break that record, obviously, yet this season. So having a really good year, and it's always cool when somebody can be, uh, it seems like uh, he, as he is, not only humble, but also very charming about that. He's yeah. just a very winsome personality. It's fun to watch him in these interviews. He's uh, It's easy to see why he's become a star, not just for his talent, but for being really, really fun to watch. I will say this though, as uh, uh, as I've not, I'm not traditionally a Ravens fan. It is unfair playing against Lamar Jackson. is unfair. The guy is a human video game. He can do anything. He's, I mean, his he's got the, the maybe the biggest arm in the league. You know, he sees the field like no other quarterback. He's super elusive. But you know, considering he's very good at all of those things, it's really cool to see him being that humble. All right, Tyler. He'd be, so, he'd be easy to hate if it wasn't so hard to hate him. One of those ex- stories. Exactly. He's he is he's literally like a, a once in a generation type of talent. Unbelievable to watch. You know, go Ravens. I said it. I'm, I'm I've never been a Ravens fan, but it's hard to it's hard to not like what Lamar Jackson's doing out there. Okay, next up, this is this is a. Um, this is a kind of a, a concerning and disturbing story, but you know, obviously there there are spiritual implications. I feel like when uh, a leader, particularly someone who holds the office of the presidency, uh, makes comments like this, uh, you know, it's something that you know it's 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 difficult. But I feel worth us reporting that mm-hmm. the president uh, came in some hot water for seemingly suggesting that a political opponent's deceased husband in hell. Um, Tyler, yeah. tell us, t- break this down a little bit for us. Well, let's let's spell it out and try to be as sensitive here as possible because we're dealing with a lot of really delicate terms here. So, President Trump, obviously very famous for going off script at these political rallies and sometimes to very controversial results. Now, on Wednesday night, Trump was talking about Representative Debbie Dingell uh, in Michigan and her late husband, Representative John Dingell. He suggested the former congressman uh, who, who passed away in February was looking up from hell. This happened in Battle Creek, the Dingle's home state in Michigan, where Trump said Debbie Dingle had thanked him for, quote, A-plus treatment after her husband passed away. Trump said that she told him her husband was looking down on them. Trump was upset that Dingle had voted to impeach him on Wednesday. Here's a clip of his comments in which he implies the former congressman is in hell. John would be so thrilled. He's looking down, he'd be so thrilled. Thank you so much, sir. I said, that's okay, don't worry about it. Maybe he's looking up, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But let's assume he's looking down. But I gave him A plus, not A, not B plus, not B. I gave him the A plus. And she called me so night. Oh, I won't go into the conversation because it's not fair to do that. Yeah, that's a uh, 
I said, a concerning piece of audio, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, saying looking up, you know, I think yeah. Yeah, it, it's easy to read what the possible implications are there. How did Representative Dingle respond to these comments? Well, she very she tweeted uh, a, a sort of a long tweet that read in part, quote, I'm preparing for the first holiday season without the man I love. You brought me down in a way you can never imagine in your hurtful words just made my healing much harder so so clearly uh quite hurt by this as i think anybody would be this was a uh, something that would be extremely difficult to hear from anybody let alone uh the president of the united states uh, so that i it was people were rallying to her cause uh for what seems to be pretty good reason now some leaders are speaking up about this particularly christian leaders and kind of a diverse collection of christian leaders have spoken out about these comments it's true, and you don't always see this happen. Obviously, uh, the president has a lot of evangelical fans uh, who have defended him against what they perceive to be unfair attacks by uh, by people from the left and from Never Trump Republicans. But even those voices were concerned by this. Among them, conservative commentator Eric Erickson defended Trump many times in the past, has said he plans to vote for him in 2020. He tweeted, quote, I think what the president said about John Dingell was really appalling, and it's sad we live in an age where he'll get cheered on for that stuff and feel no need to apologize. Likewise, Christian recording artist Nicole Nordeman, friend of the pod, has joined us a couple of times. She spoke out saying, quote, it will be generations before this country fully realizes the stain and stench this man has left on the office. His behavior could not be more anti-Jesus. Also, Michael Ware, a friend of ours as well, worked for President Barack Obama's faith outreach program, tweeted, Christians do not think hell is funny. So, uh, like you said, there were a few uh, defenders among those comments, but the majority of people that uh, that I found while looking over this topic on Twitter condemning these comments from the president. Yeah, and, and this, you know, I, I don't want, you, you know, obviously we have listeners from across the political spectrum, and we're, we're living in particularly partisan times, but, you know, when it comes to the spiritual implications of, of comments like that, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, people have some awareness of them. But it does come, you know, from a political perspective at a particularly dicey moment for Trump for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, I'm sure most people listening to this are aware. Yesterday, President Donald Trump became the third president in history to be impeached. The House approved both articles of impeachment against him. The Senate will now likely pick up the trial where a Republican majority will almost certainly ensure that he won't be removed from office. Now, facing these kind of consequences, a lot of politicians would be very careful to avoid controversy at this moment. But as has become very clear over the last few years, Trump really does things his own way. So we'll see if this has any more consequences uh, than any of the other comments that have landed in, in sort of hot water in the discourse this time. All right. Well, there's one last story. This one from pop culture. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm again, I'm as excited I, as I am to see the uh, action hero level maneuvers Lamar Jackson pulls out <laughs> uh, every Sunday. I'm also excited about the action in the latest trailer 
for the for the long awaited trailer mm-hmm. for the new film from Christopher Nolan. It's called Tenet. Tyler, tell us about the trailer, man. Yeah, the trailer, the first trailer for the next Christopher Nolan movie. It's always like a big deal when Nolan decides to do another one of his blockbusters. And this one has been interesting because it's very mysterious. He has not really given any details about what Tenet is going to be about. But the trailer is quite a ride. The movie stars John David Washington, who we last saw starring in Black Klansman, and Robert Pattinson, who needs no introduction. And the movie is being billed as an action epic evolving from the world of international espionage. That's about all we know. The trailer does seem to hint at some sort of time travel hijinks, maybe, and just sort of the usual sort of mind-bending visuals that Nolan became very famous for in movies like Interstellar and Inception. The movie also stars Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine, and Martin Donovan. And uh, it looks like maybe possibly a heist. We really don't know, but the trailer got me really, really excited. You can go check it out for yourself over at relevantmagazine.com. Or if you're going to Star Wars tonight, it's apparently playing ahead of The Rise of Skywalker. So you can see it on the big screen there. Tyler, real quick, before we go, rank your top three Nolan movies. If you want, I'll go first. I'll go first. (laughs) You go first, and let me think real fast. I'm going to go Dark Knight, number Uh one. Uh I'm going to go Memento, number two, a very uh-huh. underrated, and but another one that kind of messes with the idea of uh, of time and memory. Uh, and I think I'll go Inception 3. What's your top three? I think I'm going to go off the dome. I'd have to sit down and think about it a little more, but I think I would also go Dark Knight, number one. I think I'd go The Prestige, number two. Oh, a deep the magician cut. Yeah. yeah, kind of a deep cut, but I really, I'm really fond of that movie. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'd go Inception, number three. Well, I mean, anytime Christopher Nolan releases a movie, especially one that has the budget that this one appears to have, it's it's easy to be excited for. So excited to see more about uh, Tenet as as more clues about the plot uh, are slowly revealed. For sure. Can't wait. We'll we'll try to stay on top of that beat as we get closer to the movie's release uh, this summer. All right, Tyler. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jesse. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com. Also, obviously, follow us on social, guys. There's a lot of great content we're putting out there every day. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe to our other podcast and our weekly newsletter. Remember, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.